Welcome to Friend Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Law. Welcome to episode 36. And we got, don't forget Buffalo Brian's in the room tonight. Uh, it's about time he shows up. Last week. Yeah, he, he was he was here right yeah, after. Well, oh, yeah. He just right. forgot He forgot his pillow and his <laughs> caffeine. But that's well, caffeine this week. I'm good. If it was you know, so, you know, here's a funny story. If it wasn't so late. Here's a funny story. Dan, remember the time that I fell asleep on you? Not literally. Whoa, but like whoa, whoa. you're talking. Oh, like... oh yeah. Um, oh, gee, I don't have that uh, sound bite. It, oh, maybe gee. it's not me. Maybe it's Dan. Maybe yeah. it might be because yeah. during this part of the episode, it was. You're so what? Are, what are your thoughts on so and so? So you got anything to add? <laughs> oh, hey, did and... I miss anything? <laughs> Uh, we actually had that in one of our blooper shows, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't have that clip ready. Cause I didn't, wasn't expecting it. You moron. Well, uh, anyway, you can find us on Facebook at Pred Wings Podcast, Twitter at at Pred Wings Pod, and if you follow us on Facebook, you can click the link to show to get into our live recording. Uh, uh, maybe Dose will show up tonight. I don't know. Um, and um, I, we do have a TikTok, but we don't know how to use it. So I don't know. That's doing it real well. <laughs> well, that was because of Brian told us we should have a TikTok. So I don't know. <laughs> who? Uh, Buffalo Brian. Oh, Buffalo. Oh, okay, gotcha. I thought you said something else. I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Well, no games, obviously, because of Thanksgiving, which I didn't, I forgot to mention last week about, you know, wishing everybody happy Thanksgiving, but it's post Thanksgiving now. So, no games. Our, play, our playoff game, which we f- finished fifth place, so we play the fifth and sixth place team. Next uh, Thursday, I believe it'll be a, like a nine thirty game. So I guess we're gonna play for the fifth place game. We we missed fourth place by two points. Well, probably technically three. Um, but then again, if we would have beat that one team, we would have ended up in fourth. So yeah, we missed we missed fourth by two points. Uh, next season, winter season, we're gonna I'm gonna have to move up to play defense so no no goaltending for me next season because the league admin if you call him that decided that one of our defensemen was not novice so he can't play in novice division anymore so that lost our defenseman so now we had to so i had to play defense so we'll see how that goes probably won't be as good as it was if i was in that um, so anything new, anything on your front this week? No, been a pretty, pretty boring week. Haven't had anything too exciting happen. Just watching hockey and, and Thanksgiving. Boy, you have a boring life, don't you? You need to get back on the ice. Yeah, it's called kids. 
What about Brian? Nope, nothing much going on over here. Just watching the uh, – I went to the Sabres game last night. Or not last night, two nights ago. Got to see them in their uh, black and reds. Threw me back to the 90s. Felt like I was t- – Nostalgia. I love it. Uh, Did they end up winning that game? Speaking of the Sabres, why don't you go right in on your little uh, – you must have a, a recap of that game. What game? Was our game tonight? No, last the one you were oh, at. Night. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't play tonight. I mean, there was a game, but they didn't play. Anyways, uh, it was a good game. They uh, came out swinging. Past two games before tonight, they came out swinging, scored three goals on Tuesday in the first three minutes. And then they scored, I think it was a goal within the first minute of uh, Wednesday night's game. The uh, goalie was Uka Pekalukinen. The Rochester goalie got his first second start of the year. He looks sharp, very sharp. I was very surprised because I'm not a fan of his, but I will give it to him. He played very well. Gave well, up two he, goals. He's better than better than Subban. We're not talking about the Air Max right now. That game tonight was a different whole. Number. I thought you were talking about Uka Pekalukinen. Yeah, I'm talking about Uka Pakalukinen, who was playing in Buffalo. Yeah, well, Subban could be there, too, if he was any good. But he's not, so we're going to talk about Uka Pakalukinen. Keep it to the keep, anyway. keep it to Uka. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, he had, what, like 34, 35 saves that game? 34 saves, yeah. 34. That's sharp. So, you know, that's that's not bad for a young, inexperienced goaltender. I mean, that's that's a lot of rubber. Yeah, um, we had goals from Skinner. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to go off memory here now. Skinner, Jack Quinn both had two goals. And then the other two goals were from... Cousins and Olofsson. There you go. So, yeah, they. Uh, it was a really good game. And like I said... Seeing those guys out there in the black and red jerseys, I kept thinking back to – I saw, for example, J.J. Paterka wears number 77. And when I saw that number out on the ice, I immediately went back to uh, uh, Chris Gratton back in the black oh, yeah. and red jerseys. I was going to say McKee, but I forgot the key was 74. Yeah, he's 74. My, my number. Yeah, copycat. No, I had it first. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but yeah, they played tonight. They uh, didn't do so well. Had two goals. Uh, they had two goals waved off right away because the whistle went. But I'm not even going to get started with that. Well, that like tonight never happened. Oh, no. I lost money because they... Oh jeez! I had I well that I had New Jersey w- over five point five, and I had Wings over five point five, and I also had Colorado over five point five. But well, I'll get into the Colorado one later. But um, of course, <laughs> Detroit blew that one. Uh, Detroit actually, didn't blow it. Well. They didn't get. It was three to three at the end of regulation. Well, they didn't get five and a half points. Well, it had to been in before. It it had to be before overtime. 
It was. That's what caused them to go into overtime. Well, they, but I lost money because it can't get because they didn't win it over five point five in regulation. Wait, you you said the Wings were going to score six goals? Well, no, the total goals was over five point five. It was, but I, yeah, but I had, but the Detroit had to win, but it had to be in regulation. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say Detroit won the game, and it did go. The, the game ended in regulation over 5.5. Well, well, but it was tied. Detroit had to had to. I didn't win. realize that you put money on Detroit themselves. On well. well, it was it was uh, it was um, it was Detroit. I picked Detroit with over 5.5, which is total total goals, and New Jersey over 5.5. And neither one, well, Detroit didn't win in regulation, which I thought it I didn't realize it didn't start, it didn't include overtime. So they had to been, it had to been ended in regulation. And then, of course, because Buffalo, Buffalo got screwed out of two goals. So there goes, uh, it didn't matter anyway. So I, I didn't mean to go in this rant about that. So, Continue on with the bill savers. Don't, don't, don't. Now you went somewhere I didn't want you to go. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. Dan had to bring what? it up. What, 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 wait, wait. Uh, Where you do I start? Like when you are you, our top defender for the season, probably? Are you, you done with the So are we. The are you are missing their top defender. Wait, team. wait, wait, wait. This is hockey. Are we done with the savers? Yes, I'm done. Okay, well, um... Actually, you know what? I'll start with the Preds. I'll I'll make I'll make Ron wait for Detroit to, to do his Detroit recaps. I'm okay with that because it won't right in the Preds it, one. It won't take very long because it was more of the same old Heinz crap. Temp, losing temp, losing the Tampa Bay. I, I was watching the game, of course, and then they lose. So I mean, they actually didn't look all that bad. Well, sort of. Uh, they end up losing in overtime. They look good tonight. Um. <laughs> yeah. It is really so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they. So, so then they would. They then then they had Arizona, and of course I was busy in that game, or I didn't watch that game. What was I? What was I doing? Oh, I must have been score. That was Monday night, right? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. Doing score keeping on myself. Um, <clears throat> score keeping beer league, making the money. Um, so I obviously couldn't watch that game. And uh, well, what do you know? They won the game. I didn't watch the game. They won the game. So there's a, a recurring theme going on with that. Um, but Ryan Johansson won it in a shootout. They call him Slow Joe now because he basically. Came to a stop. He comes in really slow, and basically almost comes to a stop, and does and then deeks the goal in and put it in. So I'm wondering if they're going to change the rule because of that. Um, no, I, I doubt it. Well, they changed the rule for Duchesne's overtime or uh, overtime offside. Yeah, I don't know. So that leads us into the one road game that they have in this month. 
in Detroit, and it was just so uh, showing um, for the Predators, and it was just, well, before I uh, get too much into this game, going into that game, the de- going into the Detroit game, Yossi had eight points in his last five. Um, and you, were, I remember uh, last week you were saying, where's Yossi? Well, he didn't show up in Detroit, but uh, prior to his last five games, he had eight, uh, eight points. And, and uh, the, the youngster, uh, Parsonen, um, he has five, he had five points in five games, but that obviously ended in Detroit. And going into Detroit in the five-game homestand, they had they were four zero and one. But <sighs> things had to change, I guess. Um, they're playing a red-hot Detroit team, and I said last week that they were gonna drop it, but um, they kind of, I think they kind of pissed off the wings though, because. They had a major diss to their wings by playing Lincoln instead of Soros. Why? I don't know. Maybe that's Hines. Um, why would you play your backup against a red-hot Detroit team? Analytics. Oh. Because he's, he's never lost against them. But, yeah, it just, I mean, early. The goalie, in the... I don't think, had anything to do with it. If you looked well, at the goals that were scored, which we both well, watched the, that game. Well, the, co- well, the coach decided has, to play him instead of Soros. But that has nothing to do with it. What I'm telling you is at yeah, one point you texted me and said, what the hell is going on? Lincoln is all by himself. So Whose I, fault well, is that? So we the had five a, guys in front of him. So, so Detroit had a. Yeah, but I'm gonna jump in and give my assessment of the game. Detroit's coming out and they're they're getting a lot of offense from their defensemen, and they're they're scoring goals from from deep. And yes, they did get a lot of traffic out front. Um, but in the first period, is actually pretty competitive. And I made a comment to you. I said. The Predators are going to see this problem. What they're going to do is they're going to try to just go for the hits and the home runs, and the wings are too fast for teams to do that. Like, yes, you can hit them, you can crunch them, but you are taking yourself out of the play just to try to make a hit. Jeremy Lozano was was pretty physical in the first period. Um, But, you know, like I said with this – yeah, I mean, uh, the I mean, Preds came out in the second. Remember when he hit Grandland? And the, the the Preds defense was just napping on Larkin. Um, I don't know where the hell they were. <laughs> I don't know where the hell they were really. I don't know. I, I'm looking. I'm like, and, and I'm I sorry. I'm sorry. I I I agree with you on getting rid of Hines. I mean, he is not motivating or sparking this team. There is too much talent sitting in Nashville for them to be bottom feeders in the NHL. So but why would they? Why would he play a backup against a red hot Detroit team? It has nothing to do with that. I mean, you have to give your starter you know, a rest. Like you have, well, to, there has to be rest games, and it just happened to be against Detroit. Maybe he had a. They didn't play since they they played Monday, and so they had a day off. So yeah. and then they, and then they obviously everybody's off Thursday for Thanksgiving. So it's like. 
you had your rest. It's not like they're playing back to back. No, no, I I understand that, but goalies still need a break. Like, what if what if he had some kind of you know lingering injury that was just you know annoying him, and he just needed that extra day to you know get healthy so he can come back and go on another streak. And honestly, not for nothing, you could have had Soros in, and I actually think the Wings would have put more. I think they would have put more points on the board. Well, I don't know. There was they had some pretty uh, good opportunities that that Lankin had made some incredible saves. Yeah, but Saros would have stopped uh, well, uh, twice as much as Lankin did. I mean, it's hearsay. You have no idea about that. I mean, if he could do that, you guys would never let a goal in ever. And that's just not what hockey is. I mean, well, Saros is going to have. He's not a Pekka. No, he's not. He's not. But anyways. Yep. Regardless but the, of who the goalie was, the, the team looked lost. Their passes were and not looking good. They could not get their power play going on either side part, of the puck. I was just going to say, their power play is absolutely... Yeah, it's it's garbage. I mean, they, they haven't done really anything that would the be, power play this year, or the penalty kill for that matter. matter. Um, that would be Dan Lambert. He's controlling the. Uh, he's an associate coach, and he is control. He is he's running the power play. So I, like I, you know, they they get rid of Hines, and obviously they're going to bring in all new assistants. So they, you know, because <laughs> some somebody's got to take away the power play because he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Or they promote. Him. I I I could run a better power play. But I mean, I'm. I'm... What I'm confused about, and this is why I blame Hines, you've got Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, Granlin's not bad, T- Tanner Janot, Ryan Johansson, Nino Niederreiter. Uh, where yeah, was where was Niederreiter in that game? Uh, he had a couple shots. Yeah, you've got uh, Yossi. Uh, he's like he's he's lead. He's their leader, and he's got like two shots. I'm not even worried about that. But what I'm trying to say here is. With a roster that I just named off, I mean, with with players like that on your team, there's no reason that you guys should be as bad as you are. It's the coach. The coach is definitely a problem, but I still think it all stems from Poyle, but that's a whole other conversation. But, yes, he is not the coach to rally these guys together. They, I, I agree with you, finally. They need to make a coaching change. I know it's very early in the season, but if you let it go till the All-Star break, it's too far. It's, it's too far gone. Well, they should have made that uh, coaching change like a month ago. See, but I could see a coaching change if you – or I could not see a coaching change. Like if this team was very young – um, similar to like when Blashill took over the wings. They were very young and experienced. They had some older guys that just were going to be in retirement. It was just a mess of a team. So that's why, you know, he got his time there with, with uh, Ken Holland and then also, again, with Steve Eiserman because what they wanted to see was, is this guy, because Eiserman brought in a lot of young kids to the team. So now Eiserman's looking at, is he going to move and grow these kids? And unfortunately, they didn't grow for the two years they were under under Blashill. Um, it just wasn't wasn't they just weren't improving. So now you bring in Derek Lalonde and add a couple players to the team, and these guys are playing for Lalonde. They're playing incredible hockey for him. But 
for Heinz, yeah. he's just not getting that buy-in from the guys. I mean, you, you can't. Having a, players of that caliber that have played in such high quality of games, playoff, Stanley Cup, um, and they're just not winning. They look lost out there. And and they're taking stupid penalties, which, you know, undisciplined penalties, which is a re- direct result of coaching. Uh, turnovers, I mean, I don't know how many turnovers there were. I mean, yeah, you're going to have turnovers in games, but, like, I mean, this is like, I mean, you know, turnovers happen in a neutral zone and stuff like that. But this is in a defensive zone. I mean, they're just lazy with the puck. Um but I do have to say there was one play uh, I think it was late in the game. I mean, I mean as bad as the Preds were, uh, the refs called them for uh, it wasn't a penalty, but they whistled it out and they called they called them for playing the puck with a high stick, and he did not play the puck with a high stick. His stick was at his waist, so I don't know what the ref was looking at. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I didn't agree with that either. But I mean, just I don't think that would have changed just, the outcome of the game. At, but at least, at least there wasn't a too many player penalty in that game that that I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's, always, that's always good. <laughs> but I do have to say, um, this was the day before Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it's you know big big day for you know people to travel, go to their you know family, and you know maybe they you know go go to the family, go go to the games. You know, you know, big, big game you know, for Thanksgiving, and the arena looked empty. Yeah. Were 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 they tailgating the Lions from the game from from the day before or something or? No. <laughs> no, I mean it's just like you said. There's a lot of travel. Season ticket holders might not be around. At least they could play. I was gonna say, yeah. At least, at least they're on the ice and winning. And there is ice. So, yeah. So, um, they were supposed to have a game. The Preds were supposed to have a game today, this afternoon, Friday afternoon, um, against Colorado, which, um, why is that postponed? Probably a good thing. No, it got postponed because they had a, they had a water main break. Um, I'm wondering if Hines did something so he wouldn't have to play Colorado. He's trying to buy himself one more game. <laughs> and, and and you know, looking, I know it's. Uh, I was you know looking ahead um, to Saturday's game. Uh, also got postponed because of the the water main break. So they haven't uh, announced a rescheduled makeup date yet. But yeah, I was. Supposed to have four games, and I only had, well, three, if you can call it three. Um, And I think we already did the Wings recap, sort of. No, just the one game. Um, But I know Dan is jealous and doesn't want to hear the recap. So, sorry, D-Law, they're coming. Well, (laughs) you already already recapped the Preds, sort of, so. Yeah, I mean, I've only got two, in all honesty. Um, So we played in Columbus uh, last Saturday. Uh, we ended up winning that game six to one. Uh, just coming out, everyone's starting to score. Like I'd mentioned um, during the the Preds recap by D Law, that the Wings defense is finally showing up to play. They're playing an excellent two way game. I mean, you have scoring and points coming in um, from all directions against the Red Wings. 
So moving into Columbus, they had a six to one win. Um, they're like I said, they were firing on all cylinders. They didn't take dumb penalties. And uh, one of the things that they uh, de- that they do did more in this game was just put the puck on the net. Uh, I think Lalone wanted to really simplify things just from things I was reading. I mean, granted, I'm not in the locker room. I don't have conversations with them. Um, but I was reading a lot of news out of out of Detroit, and everyone was saying that they they were really emphasizing on putting pucks on the net. Like, just, you know, don't shoot wide. They have to at least hit the net. Uh, but they did. They outshot Columbus at that game, thirty-seven to twenty-eight. Uh, where they really need to get better is on the face-off. They've they've really struggled on that this year, uh, and at really critical times, like even tonight, losing the face-off in the defensive zone is critical. And you know, it, it just it led to a, a, a perfect opportunity. And luckily, you know, Billy Huso was was there. Um, so I'll move into tonight's recap. Uh, playing against Arizona, uh, came out of it luckily with a four to three win in, in a shootout. Larkin, that's the the shootout winner. Um, but tonight was the first night that the Wings got any physical anything. Uh, they or, I should say a fight, not a physical anything. But uh, they had their first fight tonight. They lost it, but they finally dropped the gloves, which I kind of like to see because there's a little bit of grit. And it's nice to see, it's nice to see guys sticking up for each other. There was a questionable hit that came in, and Rasmussen jumped in and ends up getting into a fight. He lost it, you know. It was clearly, he didn't win, but he fought till the end. They went down on the ice, uh, just sticking up for your guys. It's nice to see that Detroit's got that going right now. But going back to the stats on defense, so the Wings have 20 goals in the last four games. Eight of them have come on the defensive side of of the puck. So having those guys show up and and getting more involved, like one of Hronik has five of the eight goals himself. Uh, Philip Hronik's having a great run right now. I was a a doubter. I admit it. I was a doubter on him last, last year. I didn't think he had a very good season. He wasn't putting up the offensive numbers like they thought. He wasn't as sound defensively. But this year he's come in a little bit bigger. I mean, I don't know if he is physically bigger. He looks bigger on the ice. Um, he's playing a more physical game, and he's really just getting he's getting stronger in all aspects of his game. But now he's even jumping up into the neutral zone. He's jumping up into the offensive zone, and then he jumps up to the slot. So he's he's moving around the ice and he's putting himself not only in places to play defense, but also places to score goals and create offense. And he's doing a hell of a job at it, and I just want to say hats off to him, and I hope he can keep up that play because that's what the the Wings need right now is both sides of the puck firing on all cylinders offensively. So, um, yeah, it's been a good good week of hockey for the Wings. You just got to keep that streak going and stay hot and keep to the grindstone. There he is. Yeah, um... Let me take that board away from that, from that yeah. guy. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess we're done with the recaps already. Pretty, yeah, it was a light week with the strong. holiday. Um, and but I I remember uh, during the Predators and Wings game, um, they were talking about Magnus Helberg, and I'm like, why are they talking about him? He got claimed by Seattle. I texted you and. <laughs> I'm like, so, 
Seattle claimed him off waivers, and then the Wings claimed him off waivers with Seattle. Though I don't know how that works, but I just thought it was kind of funny that he's he's just it, it was Seattle for like ten minutes. Yeah, he played a game, and actually, a funny stat: he's the only goaltender in NHL history to win his first three games while being played for three different teams. So he's three and zero in the NHL. And one and zero for three different teams. So only player to do that. But yeah, talking about Magnus Halberg, um, the Wings picked him up because they need some. They need some um, goaltending in in Grand Rapids, so they're bringing him in to take him down to the. You know, they're, he's going to be in the minors, but he's you know he's an okay goalie to have. You know, if if one of our guys goes down. You know, it's good to have a guy like that in the system that can come up and he's played in the NHL and can can do it. So I think it's a good move for Detroit. I'm sure he came over at minimum payment. So um, I kind of wish Dose was here because um, the Bruins got a goal waved off um, because of a hand pass, and it was I mean it was clearly a hand pass. It was definitely the right call. There was no controversy as far as like anyway. It was plain as day. He he. Batted it right down to his teammate, and the Bruins fans were booing. Well, why I don't know because it was clearly, a, you know, that was the right call. I mean, I don't understand why they were booing. I mean, I know fans boo, but come on. I mean, it was a hand pass, a legitimate hand pass. I mean, would you? Uh, what would you? Would you? As your as as a team, as a fan of the team. If they would have counted that goal, and then you'd see, then you saw that it shouldn't have counted. Would you? Would you have been? Would you still be like, oh yeah? How would you react? Can I just tell you what I'm picturing right now? I'm picturing this being the Predators, and I'm picturing you sitting in a recliner in front of your TV, Screaming. watching this unfold, and they get a a, a goal called off. And you jump out of your recliner, screaming, pointing at the TV, irate, pointing at the sky, looking at it, just angry at, at the world. Even though it was a hand pass, you moron. I could see you doing that. No, if I saw that there was a hand pass, I would have been, you know, I'm not a homer. Well, what about when that dude hit that other dude on the head with the stick, and you said that he didn't touch him? And I said, well, he didn't touch him. And then I saw the replay and like, oh, I guess he did hit him. He like, he like Paul Bunyan his. No, it wasn't that bad. It was a follow through. It was, but it was still, it's still a penalty. Well, it wasn't a suspension. No, it shouldn't be. But anyway, uh, staying with that. The but yeah, but they are. That's just the Bruins fans. The, That's how they are. Staying with the, the theme of the uh, goals being called off, uh, the Capitals got an offside goal to tie the game. Um, they, but that one actually counted. Well, they they didn't review it. It was it was clearly offside, or did they review it? I don't. Was that the one? I I have to look this up because I'm not quite sure what you're talking um, about. So. They called. It was. Who is it against? Uh, it was, I believe that was Wednesday night. Um, I don't remember who they were playing. 
I, I I just don't have any my, any news. You know, that's that's about the extent of the news that I got this week. There, it's been a really light light week for new news. Yeah, it's just it's been a short week, not many games. Well, so, not been any not, suspensions not, or, or fines this week. No, I I tried looking for that for that either, and all they talk about all all that's on the NHL website is just uh, this such and such gets. Uh, uh, this many goals and this, you know, this milestone here and point scores twice and that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, that's not news. That's just recaps. Yeah, the last one was uh, Matthew Joseph high sticking against uh, who was it? Sebastian Ajo. Um, what? that was November. That was November fourteenth. Who was it that just got a milestone? Um, I don't even remember. There's somebody just got hit a milestone. I don't remember. Um, I don't know, but there's one player that I want to talk about. I I can't quite, I, I can't quite figure him out, and it's it's Zach Cassian. So he was obviously traded from, um. What was it Edmonton? Was he with Edmonton? Yeah, I think he was with Edmonton, and then he came over to. He came over to uh, Arizona. Now they had him out there, and he took the ceremonial puck drop. Uh, tonight was Cancer Night in Little Caesars Arena, uh, so he took the puck drop. wasn't wearing a C, so I didn't know, and I don't know much about Arizona. But my guess is that he's just kind of the leader figure out there. He's 31 years old, but I don't understand his role. Like I don't see where he fits into any NHL lineup right now because he doesn't bring a lot of offensive, you know, strengths. I mean, yeah, he's a forward. I get that. Um, But in, in today's league, he just, he's not that type of player. And he's still out there. He's getting like top minutes, I just don't get it. I don't understand because he's he just runs his mouth the whole game. Which he, that's the type of game he plays. He plays a physical, you know, chirpy type game, and he's just getting top line minutes. And I just I I don't understand that. And they've got I mean they've got Keller. He's having an outstanding season. He put up a point tonight against the Red Wings. So they've got and, and as much as I rag on on Arizona. You know, they're putting some pieces together. I, I think they're trying to go through a full rebuild right now, so I, I'll give them some some slack. But I don't get the Zach Cassian, I don't get the Zach Cassian being out there, though. I don't understand where he fits in as a building block to this team. It just does not make sense to me. I mean, what what do you guys think? Does he have a mullet? No, he's bald. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't even know Cassian was still playing. Me neither. Sandpaper for the team must be. Yeah, I just it doesn't make sense that they would keep a guy like that on, you know, getting top one or two line, whatever line he's on. But he got a lot of ice time, and I was just thinking to myself, like this this guy's been irrelevant the entire game, besides chirping a little bit in the first period. Like, why are you keeping him out here? And I started to look at the team, and I was like, they've got some decent players on the team. And the way the NHL is, it's just not 
Cassian style. Like, and I just don't know why they would put him. I don't know. Maybe he's a great leader in the locker room, but I just, you know, I just don't get it. Maybe it's maybe it's because of the salary cap. <laughs> maybe they need somebody that doesn't make much money. Malkin yeah. got a thousand thousand games. Oh, did he get his thousand? T- was that tonight? Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's been in the league. How, how many players are still playing that have a thousand games or more? I know Mark Stahl. Um, Malkin, Crosby's got a thousand, right? Mm, I don't think so because we would have heard about it by now. Malkin is third. Oh yeah, Crosby and Malkin are the only players in Penguins history to reach a thousand games. Crosby's at eleven twenty-eight, so he has one hundred twenty-eight more games. And Ovechkin is closing in on eight hundred. Uh, he just needs to get his 800th score, his 800th goal against Philadelphia, so he can get some money. Um, he got his 791st goal tonight. Was it tonight? Yeah, because he scored 790 the other night. Um, it's just crazy that, that you look at, like, Ovechkin and Stamkos. Now, Ovechkin, he's closing in on 800. You've got Stamkos, he's closing in on 500. Kessel, he's and Tavares, they're both closing in on four hundred goals. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible. And Kessel, he's got that Iron Man streak going, which we talked about a, a few shows ago. I think this is going to be a pretty pretty exciting year in terms of stats. I mean, looking at this, Ovechkin and Crosby. Not for the Preds. Well, no, but we we're talking about NHL. But Crosby and Ovechkin, they're chasing down fifteen hundred points. Um, you know, you've got guys like Patrice Bergeron, Stamkos, Kessel, uh, Joe Pavelski, Claude Giroux. They're all closing in on a thousand points. Um, but here's the one that we were just talking about. So a thousand games played. You've got Alex Golgils, Golgoski. Can't even say his name. Josh Bailey. Golgoski. Golgoski. Yep. That's it. Josh Bailey, Evgeny Malkin, Ryan O'Reilly. Um, and Steven Stamkos, all these guys are closing in on, on a thousand games played. And then we had already talked about Kessel getting 990 um, consecutive games to break the record. I thought Kessel got a thousand. What's that in a row? Oh, he, yeah, he did. He has, he surpassed that. Correct. Yep. So he's played in over a thousand games consecutively. That's got to be so tough on your body. That's got to be that. That's a, well, I mean, that's I, he's the only one in NHL history. That I mean, just think about it. That's that. I think that's what I heard. The only one in NHL history. And there's been some players, you know, over the years. I mean, I. It's just wow. What fingers? I mean, he's he's 35 years old. I mean, he's gonna be. Like, this is like like uh, Yager out there playing still. He's got a white beard now, doesn't he? Who's that, Kessel? Yeah. He might. I mean, he's 35 years old, and he's still playing great hockey. But, but what I'm well, saying is well, he's been just bumped over here. and banged around in over 1,000 consecutive games. Your body is going to be sore. 
I mean, I bet you by the time he's 40, by the time he's, I mean, he's two years younger than me, and he looks like he's about 20 years older than me. And this, is an, and this is an NHL where it's, I mean, it's a lot harder. And and, and you you played, what, three games in, in uh, beer league, and you're hurting. I play one shift, and I'm hurting. I come well, off, I, like, I'm the, guy, I'm the guy in warm-ups. That I'll go well, out, I'll skate a couple laps, I'll do like a, a half-assed wrist shot that barely gets to the net. Then I skate around, I'll call, hey, D-Law, here's a pass, I'll pass to you. And then I get down on the ice, I'll do some stretches that I have no idea that are even helping me. I'm just doing it because it looks cool and everyone else is doing it. And then I get up and I skate to the bench and I sit down and watch everyone else skate. And then the game starts. That's it, I'm exhausted by that first shift. Yeah, at least you didn't break your leg on your first shift. Do you remember that time that happened? <laughs> when I deked that guy out of his jock strap and he broke his leg at center ice. Do you remember that was that? before they even that was before the game even started though, so he I faked him out of his jock strap, he bent the wrong way and shattered his leg. It was my first time on skates. That wasn't because of you. He just <laughs> fell. Well, I just happened to put a move on him at center ice. It was before the game even started. Yeah, he may or may not. Yeah, but it was like this drill thing that the club did that we were part of. With all the teams just tricky. 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 Yep, I was tricky, all right. I actually think he was going down. Like, it was one of those, like, windmill, like, <laughs> stick and glove going like this while I'm coming down the ice. And then... You can just see his skate start sliding out, and I just tried my best to not hit him. It wasn't a deke, right? I just tried my best not to hit him. Five minutes later, he's getting wheeled out on a stretcher. Greg was his name. Antoac, right? And he he came back, and he's... I don't want to... I, I like Greg. He's a nice guy. He's, he's actually better than you now. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen you play in so many years, so... Yeah, he's anyone who's played... In the last month, better than me. That's what we should do. We should we should all play, and then we should mic I, up. I had my and then play the tapes on on air. Well, I left my audio my phone on uh, recording uh, during the game one game, and I got some pretty interesting audio, but I can't play those on the clip. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. The bleep and ice, Dan. I, I, it, it's been it would, five it, minutes. Get off the bleep and ice. It would. No, I wasn't taking that long. It would have to be. I'd have to be a lot of editing. It'd be like, uh, well, Dose ain't here tonight, but uh, it'd be like um, Dose on steroids. Trying, trying to editing his uh, crap out. Well, anyway, um, that's fine. Yeah, um, so. Don't have much news, so I just want to uh, go into my little Amherst minute. They uh, they actually pulled off a win in overtime tonight. Um, no thanks to Subban. Buffalo uh, he, Brian, were you there? I was not. I was watching uh, on TV. So um, Subban got to start again. I wish Pekka would be coming back, but um, they did. They did manage a win, although yeah, Pekka, it's Uka. Well, Pekka, Puka, Pekka, Pekka was Peter his, Piper. His name is Pekka. Is it somewhere in there? Pick to Pekka. Well, it's Pekka, 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 Pepper Picker. He's a pepper picker. 
The goaltender's name is Ekapeka Euclid or whatever the hell. <laughs> Just say UPL. UPL. Whatever. Okay, whatever. So, anyway, uh, he wasn't in there, obviously. Um, Subban was playing, and, well, they ended up winning 6-5 to five in overtime, although the tying – they were playing Bridgeport, who is actually third uh, in the AHL. So, it was a tough uh, – Tough goal for the start. Uh, Emmerich, you know, they dropped the first goal, um, but then uh, Sean Malone scored a natural hat trick um, in the first period. In the um, first period? Yes, they were down one nothing. He scored three straight goals. One was a power play goal. First 14 minutes. Uh, um, one, bar- one barely went in. Um, actually, the goaltender tried to... Uh, Used a stick and 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 it was right at, kind of on the line and he I actually think he shot he shot it and it was um it was on the line but I think the goalie he went to the goalie went to uh, knock it out but he, I think it, it hit it and went in um but the other two goals were were really really nice goals but um they were they at times they played sloppy um. But the third, the, the actual tying goal, I don't think should even happen because the Bridgeport got away with a trip at the blue line, and then they made you know, with with the goalie pull. Uh, so once you know, the, you know, we've been on the referees uh, NHL, and looks like they're just as bad in the AHL. Um, I don't want to get too much into that. Um, but then uh, the Amherst end up winning that game. And uh, I believe it was a former wing, Dennis Chelowski. Um, we've been saying that name uh, wrong all along. It's actually Chelowski. Um, he is, I don't know how he got on the Islanders, but he's, he, he was playing in uh, Bridgeport. Um, and also, I think... He was the guy they thought were going to put up a lot of offensive points, and he just he just never panned out in the NHL. No, he's not very offensive in the AHL either. He looks like he's more defensive. Um, he did get a lot of a lot of ice time, but they also have. Um, I think he's an AHL player. Uh, I believe. I don't know if it's the same one. I think I remember seeing him in LA. Andy Andaloff or Andrew Andaloff and. When what I uh, I have played in NHL at least a couple games or three or four or five or ten, what um so it just seems like the Islanders are stacking their AHL team um and they are third in the league um but moving on uh actually as long as we're gonna keep the AHL uh going let, let me have a little uh. Admirals update. Um, they continue to win. Uh, they won uh, actually the, the eight the last weekend. They won the on uh, the eighteenth, a uh, six to one, and then the nineteenth uh, was you know they obviously they obviously play back to back on the weekends. So the AHL does. Uh, they won two to one that game, and then the twenty second they won five to one. So they had a four game winning streak, but they end up losing. After leading in the third period against Rockford uh, Friday night, um, and the Blues in that game six to four, so that end of their four-game losing streak, uh, they are actually uh, leading the division. They were eleven and four going into Friday night, 
and their fourth in the AHL at, at the time um, uh, going into Friday night's game with 22 points. So another red-hot team, the Griffins, uh, they continue to, to win as well. They won, um, they won on Friday night as well. Um, I, do you have any other uh, Griffins updates other than that? No, not really. Uh, I guess you don't pay attention to the Griffins. Not as much. Not as much as I, I probably should. Um, it's just hard because I'll really get into them when I know they're coming to Rochester because I'll sit behind the bench and. Um, well, they never do. They play well, like once every five years. Seems like. Yeah, I mean it was Thanksgiving. They had a back to back, a Wednesday and a Friday game. And I went to both of those, and yeah, it was probably like five, six years ago. Another short uh, episode. We need to get some uh, listeners in here and get get them on the air, uh, you know, live live recording. Um, but uh, the Preds, you know, obviously they have that water main break, which I uh, I'm wondering. I don't know. I'm just trying. I, I want to blame somebody, so I want to blame Hines because I think he's got something to do with it because he doesn't want to play Colorado. And well, they better not lose to Columbus. Although I don't know when that game is going to be made up. That was supposed to have been on Saturday. Uh, and then they got Anaheim again coming up. Maybe that's going to be postponed too. Who knows? Um, and then they got to go to New Jersey, another red hot team. Uh, which I mean, I don't see them. If Buffalo can't be New Jersey, the Preds aren't even going to be in the game. Um, and then um, the Islanders after that at New York. Um, you got a jam packed week of recaps. Well, three maybe. <laughs> two. Yeah. Well, I've it depends on what time we record on Friday because the Islanders game is at seven thirty next Friday, so um, it yeah. might add that, might not. Yeah, I've only got the I've only got the the one, or I've got two. I've got um, Toronto. Um, they're coming to Detroit and Buffalo. I really want to take that Buffalo game, and again, that's more of just a. Um, not a jab at Buffalo Brian or anything like that, but we got embarrassed by Buffalo once. We're playing in our own arena. This is a team that I really gauge Detroit with when it comes to rebuild. I really want to split the the series with them. I really want to take this game. Um, and I think I think it's an important game for the Wings as well. I mean, they meet a couple more times in the year, um, but I really want to. I want to be able to not lose this series against Buffalo. So this is going to be uh, an interesting uh, next week with the Buffalo Detroit. You know, this week we had uh, Nashville Detroit, and next week we have Det- Buffalo uh, Detroit recap. So, um, what what do we have on the Buffalo front? As far as games coming up, uh, they have Detroit. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Yeah, I think we figured that one out. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Buffalo versus Tampa Bay on Monday, and then at Detroit on Wednesday, and then in December they have back to back nights. 
So they play at Detroit Wednesday, and then on Thursday they play in Buffalo versus Colorado. Oh wow! That yeah, the trait the month is almost over here coming up. So we're we're slowly moving into the third month, and then next thing you know, we're gonna be like a third, uh, a quarter of the way into the season. Yep. And then you know that's why you they definitely have to fire Hines in December. They cannot go into January with it with him. Otherwise, it's just gonna be. Uh, a lost season. Uh, I, I can coach him. Somebody can coach him. Some any anyone's better than Hines. There you go. Oh. What's, the, what's the difference of firing him now? Um, the season? You need to make a change. Um, it's not obviously not working. They're just dropped. They're falling further and further behind. They're in a very. How would you feel about deep, this? They're they're in the tough tough toughest division in hot in NHL for one. And they can't, they're going to fall behind worse and worse with Hines behind. I mean, I mean, he proved it in New Jersey. He can't coach. What if you had the opportunity to get a Bruce Boudreaux or what if Rod Brendamore were to leave Carolina at the end of this year? Oh, Brendamore's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. No, I know. He's. From there, he played there. No, I don't know if he's from there, but he played there. Time is tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. Sure. Hey, you can always get Mike Babcock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, that worked out for Detroit. <laughs> you got a Stanley Cup. <laughs> not because of him. <laughs> I'm not saying it was or wasn't, but he was the bench boss and got him a Stanley Cup. He also got one in Anaheim. So he knows what it takes to win a cup. Two of them. You know, he, he also had players, too. Barry Trotz is available. Well, he doesn't want to coach. He wants to coach the original six team, and he doesn't want to coach right now. He wants to take a few years off. Yeah, I think, the I think unfortunately for you, my friend, the, the Predators are going to be in for a few bad seasons. Because once they get a new coach, there's going to be new systems. I mean, maybe they'll put it all together. Well, if they don't keep the locker room happy, you're going to see a max. They've had, uh, they've had three eligible. They've had three coaches in the last five years, so they and I mean, so they're used to it. So I mean, there is it's going to be worse with Hines. So they, you know, they 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 get a new coach in there, and then things are going to start looking up, and they don't make won't go. They won't have five year, five bad years. Yeah, I don't know. They're like we've talked about before. They're just a team that I personally cannot figure out. I just don't know where they are. They they don't have they, they don't have an identity. Like well, the, wings, the wings have an identity now. They've they've come out. Their identity, their identity with Heinz is taking bad penalties and turning turning the puck over. So you're saying discipline. <laughs> or lack of discipline. That's what I mean. Discipline is the issue. Which would fall back or, on the coach. Well that and they're just not motivated. Okay. Well, they they can't they team. can't they, they're not they're they're like they're trying to play defensive style hockey and they're an offensive team. They've always been an offensive team. Even even there even there there's a great defense that they've had over the years where they're leading scorers. Going back think, to what 
I just well, think they try to make the big hits and takes, well, takes them out but, of play. And, but the thing is, that's because of Hines. They, the Predators were never a hitting team. They were always a fast, speedy team. And it's like, why are you trying to change that into a defensive team now when this now it's all about speed and, and offense? You can't have a defensive team now in the in today's NHL. But I also think that with their their, I, I still I just look at their roster, and they should be so much better than they than they are. That's because the coach. I mean, Yossi's having a disappointing, abysmal season. Well, I mean, this was a guy that I mean, won for the Norris Trophy last year. But he had eight points in five games before going in Detroit. So I don't know how. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know I mean, how talking, he. Can, they were talking about him in Detroit. He's he's got four goals and twelve assists in twenty games. So sixteen points in twenty games. Yeah, I guess you know that's not as bad as I thought it was. So I stand corrected. I just remember them talking about how Yossi was having a pretty abysmal season. Is what they had said, and maybe they were just talking about his defensive play because, yeah, 16 points in in 20 games, that's pretty respectable. And Forsberg has uh, seven goals in 20 games, so, I mean, he needs to step it up. Seven goals in 20 games is like me scoring two goals in 20 games. You know what his issue is? Contractitis. He's already signed. I know. That's why. They gave him the big payday, and he's disappeared. Why would you say that? You just said he has to step it up. He's only got seven goals in 20 games. Yeah, but usually if he's – so you're saying because he signed a contract, he's quitting. I didn't say that at all, but he's now he's comfortable. He knows he's getting a payday. <laughs> doesn't matter, like doesn't matter what his stats say. He's getting does, a payday. And how long does he have it for? Seven years? Does that happen all the time, or is that just him? It happens pretty frequently. How many goals did he score last year? 42 in 69 games because he was injured. Well, he was injured for a little bit. I mean, obviously, you don't know, 69. You only missed, like, maybe 12. A little less than 20. Um, there's 82 games. So, I mean, that's about 13 games. But, so, I mean, well, actually, Niederreiter is actually looking still, at 28 goals this year because we're about a quarter of the way through the season. Well, Niederreiter is still leading the team with nine goals. Um, but, I mean, if you look at the plus, I know I don't want to get on this because you, you hate the plus minus, but it's it, it's a telling, it's, it, it's, an indication of your your defensive responsibility. Um, <clears throat> uh, Grandland's a minus eleven. Um, everybody, everybody's a minus except for Ryan. <clears throat> Ryan McDonough is a plus three. Uh, Cole Smith is plus one. As you know, is a plus two. Uh, Fabro's a zero. And Jankowski's only played eight games. He's a plus two. Um, 
and while well, Borowski's only played four games, so obviously he's going to be a zero. Um, but you know, other than that, everybody else is a minus. Um, if you want, <clears throat> let's take a look at the goaltending. Um, Lankinen is a terrible 2.50 goals against. Uh, Saros is a 3.06. You're not going to win games with those goals against uh, with those numbers. Yeah, 166 shots uh, for Lankinen. And this is in six games. So he's getting shelled. And then uh, Saros in 15 games has 420 shots against. Lankinen's 2-3. and three. Um, 14 goals against in six games. So that's not very good. Um, and then uh, Saros has 44 goals against in 15 games. So, you know, you look at the min- the plus minus and the goaltending and it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, they got, they got tied up the defense, but they need to score. Yep. And you know what's incredible to me? is looking at Jason Robinson. Have you guys looked at him, Jason Robertson? He's leading the NHL in goals. He's a 23-year-old kid. He's got 18. Well, he's got more goals than Connor McDavid and Bo Horvat. Then how come my fantasy team isn't doing a lot better than it is? Because I got him on my team. Well, maybe you should start him. Uh, he's in the lineup every time Every time he plays. Well, he's leading the NHL in goals, so he's definitely getting you points. Well. Maybe he's the only one getting me points. How many goals do they have? He's got 18 right now. Oh, he must have scored two tonight. Yeah, that's what that's what I was must be because I was looking at the stats and that was what it was updated to. Yeah, because he had 16 before. He had a hat trick last game, I believe. I don't know. It's been a good NHL season, I think. I think we're seeing a lot of what we thought we would see. Um, I personally thought the Preds were going to decline a little bit. I thought the Wings would be about the same, but they're doing a little bit better, and I thought Buffalo was going to be a much better team this year, and they are. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. I think this year is going to be a fun year to see some different teams tra- transitioning into more more of the powerhouse teams and looking at some of these youthful NHL teams finally coming into fruition. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch. Well, sort of fun to watch. Well, you don't watch, so they can win. Yeah, well, yeah, I watch other teams, so I guess, I guess uh, it's fun when I'm watch. Don't have an interest. <laughs> yeah, when you're not vested into it, it's, all, it's much. And then, but then I, but then the games I do watch, I'm usually watching because I've got money involved in Adam. So I, maybe I should just stop doing that too. But that's all I have for this week. Um, Hopefully it'll be a little bit earlier next week. Um, another short show. I know last week was just over an hour. Um, one of these one of these weeks, it's going to be back to a longer show like last season was. Um, yeah, well, well, I mean, there's just it was a short week of hockey. You know, there's nothing we can do about that. Nothing, no, no, that, no news. Just, yeah, there just no, wasn't many games played this week. Nobody's taking any uh, cheap penalties. There's no no controversies going on. Nope. Um, Pretty easy peasy hockey. <laughs> but you can always uh, listen to our podcast. Um, you know, 
take advantage of these short episodes and get caught up on, our, you know, this is episode 36, so we got 35 other episodes you can listen to. Um, you can get us on Facebook at Pred Wings Podcast, Twitter at Pred Wings Pod, and you could email us with your questions, suggestions, comments, uh, Podcast at gmail.com. And um, <clears throat> join the live shows and get on and talk some hockey like uh, uh, Dose didn't come in tonight, but maybe he'll be back next week. Um, get a little bit earlier times like like we normally did. Uh, things start slowing down here. Um, but uh, again, thanks for listening to the Red Wings podcast. Good. See ya, Smashville.